And most of all, we see the possibilities of the community and all the young people here. All of you, what an attractive group of kids. Leave the kids alone. Get him away from the kids. Yeah, the Washington Post on the front page of their Metro sectional today. Rhodes asks for lenient sentence. This is the lead story, uh, upper right-hand corner of the Metro sectional. Now, like we all know who Rhodes is. Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers. He served in the United States Army um, in airborne training about seven months in. He had a back injury uh, and was honorably discharged from the military. Um, Here's a guy who went to UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and he got his law degree at Yale, at Yale University. And uh, uh, according to some things, he's been disbarred because, you know, the left doesn't like him, I think. Oath Keepers. Rhodes asked for a lenient sentence. Hearing nears for January 6th, conspirator. He's a conspirator. DOJ seeks 25 years in prison for Oath Keeper founder. Attorneys for Stuart Rhodes urged a judge to sentence him to far less than the 25-year prison term sought by federal prosecutors under Joe Biden's Merrick Garland uh, Attorney General and the corrupt FBI for seditious conspiracy in a January 6th, 2021 capital attack asking for a penalty of time served or roughly 16 months behind bars. He's been in uh, jail since uh, he was arrested immediately after January 6th with no release, no bill. Citing his military service and his founding of the leadership of the Oath Keepers, a far-right extremist group. Really? Um... Have they stabbed and shot and uh, killed as many people as Black Lives Matter? Have they burned and looted and sacked and plundered as many cities and businesses as Black Lives Matter? Are stores across America locking down socks and shampoo and detergent because of the Oath Keepers? Was the seditious conspiracy comparable to the seditious conspiracy launched by Mike Morrell, the former Michael Morrell, the former acting CIA director and deputy director of the CIA, when he sent that letter to John Brennan and all those other phony, corrupt pseudo-intelligence officials that signed on to that seditious conspiracy letter that claimed that the Hunter Biden laptop and the contents therein were part of a Russian disinformation program. No, the seditious conspiracy here... And the most seditious conspiracy I think I've seen in my lifetime is the in the United States of America is the U.S. intelligence community. Did you see that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is saying that the CIA was behind the assassination of John F. Kennedy? Did you see this? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said his uncle, John F. Kennedy, November 22, 1963, Dealey Plaza, Dallas, Texas, says that the CIA was involved. And, you know, the CIA still hasn't released the documents, even though Congress ordered. And this is a great irony as I digress all over the place. But uh, if you're looking for a seditious conspiracy, look look no further than that letter signed by 51 crooked intelligence officials. 
That actually affected the outcome of our presidential election. You know, we paid the CIA to tamper in elections overseas. They decided to, once you put, you know, John Brennan, again, who voted for the Communist Party candidate, Gus Hall, for the presidency of the United States, and was appointed CIA director by Barack Obama, whose mentor as a teenager was Frank Marshall Davis, a card-carrying member of the American Communist Party. And then the whole plot was instigated by a senior official inside the Biden campaign, who happens to be the Secretary of State now. <clears throat> and uh, Antony Blinken got a hold of Mike Morrell, said, hey, you can maybe help us out. And Mike Morrell's email to John Brennan and the others says that Joe Biden's going to need a talking point on this issue for the upcoming debate with Donald Trump. And then Joe Biden used that talking point in the debate with Donald Trump. And it affected the outcome of the election, the presidential election. So the CIA tampered in our election on behalf of Joe Biden at the request of Anthony Blinken, who was rewarded quite mightily with the best job in the administration, Secretary of State, and Mike Morrell, former acting director of CIA and deputy director of CIA, along with former director of CIA and Communist Party voter John Brennan, put out this letter, the felonious 51, told by a caller last week that one of them had uh, recanted, but they signed on at the time. And Enrique Tarrio of the Proud Boys, convicted of, and he wasn't even in Washington, D.C., of seditious conspiracy. And they're trying to put him all away with Soviet-style sentences in prison while Mike Morell and John Brennan make millions of dollars from corporate America. And Benito Mussolini described fascism as the merger between state and corporations. What do we have here? Just saying, you know, just saying. Speaking of uh, Trump debates, Trump delivers ominous warning ahead of CNN showdown. Mediaite, left-wingers at Mediaite, quote, could turn into a disaster for all, including me. Donald Trump is quoted as saying, could turn into a disaster for all, including me. You know, we had a fun idea on the Newsmax show last night that uh, President Trump should go to Fox News, tell them to hold a presidential debate as long as Tucker Carlson is the moderator. Better yet, go to Newsmax and hold the presidential debate as long as Tucker Carlson is the moderator. He's technically under contract, Tucker Carlson is, with Fox News until, I think, February of next year. Former President Donald Trump promoted CNN's town hall he is set to participate in on Wednesday, but could not resist insulting the network and suggesting some sort of a deal since announcing the event last week to be moderated by rising star Caitlin Collins. This is the uh, circle fest extraordinaire in the American left-wing news media. Really? Caitlin Collins is a rising star on <laughs> a cable network that, yeah, sure. CNN has received criticism from progressive precincts, that is to say left-wing radicals, 
over giving a platform to the former president because they're fascists. The former president of the United States. Of course, they shut him down on Twitter, didn't they? Again, see Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism. Mm -mm 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 -mm. That's right, the marriage, the melding of the state, in this case the Democrat Party, and corporations, the information oligarchs, the information sector, is a very unhealthy way to operate a republic, no doubt about over giving a platform to the former president who claims the 2020 election was stolen baselessly. They always like to add baselessly. Those reckless comments led to the seditious attack on the Capitol by his supporters. I, I got to tell you, you know, the city of Washington was locked down for six months, not because of uh, January 6th. A storefronts boarded up never to return, not because of January 6th. Stores across the country on lockdown, not because of January 6th, but because of the seditious conspiracy of the Democrat Party to uh, destroy the United States of America as we've known it. And gender and women. Men make all the best women in Democrat America. Man, oh man, oh man, a Boy, oh it, it feels to me like this is a pretty open attempt by CNN to push itself to the right and make itself attractive and show its belly to MAGA and to conservatives hoping that they will tune in. Yeah, Joyless Reed on MSDNC with another dementia moment. She is one of America's leading racists, too, and they have a lot of them on uh, MSDNC. Uh, no doubt about that. It's a very racist network, a lot of racists. They love to call everybody racist, but that's part of their racist uh, racism. Uh, in New York City, let's go to New York City, Michael, because in New York City, where the violent left is now angry over um, a crazy, and it's a tragic uh, incident, the uh, crazy New York subway uh, dweller who they tell us is, you know, oh, he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. And what at USID did I call him? A beloved street performer, a beloved street performer. He's beloved, and he's a street performer. And um, yesterday in New York, they had a little riot. The Democrat Party did. Jordan Neely was his name. The family blasts Marine vets' lack of remorse after NYC subway. They, now they, they uh, demand that you say what they tell you to say, think what they tell you to think, feel what they tell you to feel. Where's all the video of this guy threatening and menacing and being a psychotic? Uh, this morning, my best girl and I, we were sitting in, the, in our living room and minding our own business, reading the paper, watching the news, and a uh, crazy person outside our building screaming at the top of his lungs. We went out and looked at him, and he was marching down the street with a big, uh, looked like a blue-checked woman's purse, which he doubtless stole from someone, a psychotic, mentally ill person, uh, 6 a.m. hour, screaming at the top of his lungs, and a big uh, four-foot Washington Nationals flag on a flagpole, which he'd obviously stolen from someone's house, from in, son in front of someone's house. And he's uh, walking through our neighborhood, screaming at the top of his lungs, uh, you know, cursing and uh, being a crazy person. And the Democrats tell me to shut up, right? Say, hey, uh, shouldn't we maybe have a more livable city for children and so women can walk down the street safely and so I don't... Um, 
you know, feel like I've got to carry a pistol. And the Democrats tell me to shut up. That's where the Democrat Party is. Now, Jordan Neely was, uh, was killed. He, he, he died. He was being restrained. The driver of the train was calling 911. And uh, yesterday, the left showed up, and uh, they, they were attacking the police. And, and listen to their rhetoric here. Nice rhetoric. Uh, listen to them railing against. Now, the police didn't choke Jordan Neely. A passenger on the train did, and he was being helped by two other people. And uh, other civilized passengers were kind of watching it and hoping that um, the situation was contained. Here's the left out um, uh, chanting in New York. Now they're chanting the Democrats, they're all Democrats, chanting no justice, no peace, beep, expletive deleted, F word, the racist ass police, that's their chant, no justice, no peace, beep, the racist ass police, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the chant. And then uh, I believe there were at least 11 arrests. Here's uh, Jordan Neely had been arrested 42 times, 42 times, and the Democrats want more of him on the street. Oh, no, he was an innocent, benign, beloved street performer who impersonated Michael Jackson. Yeah, right, and Charles Manson played the guitar, but that's not really his uh, defining feature. Uh, And he was actually wanted on a warrant at the time that he was killed for bashing a 67-year-old woman in the head and uh, causing permanent damage to her, I believe permanent brain damage to her, Jordan Neely, and he's the hero of the story. George Floyd, St. George Floyd, hero of the story. The Democrats love crime and criminals and hate the police. And the police had nothing to do with this, except that the Democrats prevented them from being on the subway and defunded them and indict them 42 times arrested Wanted on a warrant at that time for beating a woman's brains in. No justice, no peace. Beep, the racist ass police is the chant. And that's perfectly mainstream Democrat Party stuff. Do you know that you can purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air, eliminate odors, kill mold, mildew, bacteria, and viruses? The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses Oxy technology. Oxy technology naturally sends out O3 molecules. O3 molecules seek out and destroy odors and air pollutants in your home and office. doesn't mask them or cover them up like spray cans. It eliminates them. It's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home and provides you with pure, fresh air just like after a thunderstorm. And right now, you can save $200 American on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You're going to get three units for under $200. That's a fraction of the cost compared with other air purifiers. Some can go... Go for more than $600 each. You can put one in your basement, your bedroom, your kitchen, anywhere that you like to breathe clean, fresh air. And with this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. All you have to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code CHRIS to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code is CHRIS, and shipping is free. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
What is it with the Democrats loving crime and criminals? They think it's generous. Uh, it is for the criminals, but not for society and for your grandmother and your daughter and for yourself. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, So the violent anti-police and always vulgar Democrat mob out on the streets again in New York City last night because tragically a mentally ill man who had been arrested at least 42 times who was had an outstanding warrant because he bashed a woman's head in a 67 year old woman's head in and he's the hero of the Democrat story. No justice, no peace, which is obviously, I've been pointing out for many years now, a direct threat of violence. Uh, Beep the police, the racist-ass police. Now, what the police have nothing to do with this. Uh, It wasn't the police officer was not involved in this, but they are just fundamentally anti-police, and the Democrat Party has instigated all of this. CBS News this morning. Jordan Neely, subway chokehold death. Eleven protesters arrested. Molotov cocktail found, says NYPD. And here's a photograph of the Molotov cocktail. Now, what do you think the Democrats were planning on doing with the Molotov cocktail? An incendiary device. A firebomb. Well, I guess I I don't want to leap to any conclusions here, but I think they were planning on firebombing something. Just a wild guess. But normally when violent mobs of anti-police leftists show up with a Molotov cocktail, it's because they're planning on firebombing something. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. He's on the subway impersonating Michael Jackson, who was close to me. As you know, Michael used to come up to the National Action Network. I preached Michael's funeral. And, uh, and, and you combine that with Eric Garner, where we have a state law against ch- chokeholds. Uh, Well, it was not a police officer, therefore the state law doesn't apply. 
you moron. The Reverend Al Charlatan, one of America's leading racists and race baiters. Where's Tawana Brawley? Why is it, Why didn't Tawana Brawley have her own show on MSNBC like Al Sharpton? Yeah, a um, uh, little, you know, minor anti-police riot by the Democrats last night, even though the police had nothing to do with them. There's Al Sharpton uh, equating it with Eric Garner, which was a police situation. And the Democrats are the ones that banned selling loose cigarettes. I think you should be allowed to sell loose cigarettes. Shouldn't be an issue. Uh, but the Democrats uh, passed that law. And uh, Eric Garner, another tragic uh, circumstance. And since Eric Garner, I think probably about 75,000 African-Americans have been murdered in the United States of America. Uh, but pay no attention to, to that. Right? How many? Seven murders in uh, Washington, D.C. last week. 244 carjackings so far this year in Washington, D.C. That's four per square mile. At this rate, we should have nine or ten carjackings per square mile this year in Washington, D.C. CBS News uh, reporting on last night's uh, left-wing anti-police. And why is it anti-police? Police had nothing to do with it. Uh, by the way, there is video, and uh, Michael and I watched it this morning. Michael Pierce and I watched it this morning. The video from the subway train, the, the Marine, Daniel Penny, who tried to stop the crazy person from terrorizing people on the subway train, the one that the Democrats put there. And then the Reverend Al Charlatan says, you know, he's a Michael Jackson impersonator. Did I mention that I knew Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson and I were close friends and that uh, I spoke at Michael Jackson's funeral? Um, but enough about me. No, wait a minute. Now more about me. Uh, the Reverend Al Charlatan. He's a journalist in good standing at NBC Fake News. Uh, Daniel Penny, who was the former Marine, uh, who uh, restrained the lunatic that sadly died, but shouldn't have been roaming the streets being a lunatic, like the guy in front of our building at 6 a.m. this morning. And there's another man on the train who was helping Daniel Penny to restrain the lunatic, right? Who's a, a beloved street performer, Michael Jackson impersonator. Yeah, right. Not quite. Not quite. You know, it's uh, James Earl Ray was also a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer. But that's not the headline. You know, that's, that's not the first line in his obituary. And he was for George Wallace's presidential campaign, who was a Democrat who stood in the schoolhouse door. And uh, all of the people that stood in schoolhouse doors were Democrats, just uh, in case you were wondering about that. <laughs> so Daniel Penny and another man, and the other guy who's helping him is a black guy, just by the way. And uh, the other guy, I think he said that he was in the Army, right? He said he was in the Army in the video. And he was a New Yorker, a black guy. He's on the train with Daniel Penny. Daniel Penny went to restrain uh, the, the Neely, Jordan Neely. And the other guy, who's a black guy, keep saying it, was helping to restrain him. And then when Jordan Neely was apparently knocked out, um, Daniel Penny, the Marine that was uh, choking him, former Marine that was choking him, attempted to render uh, life-saving assistance along with the other gentleman there, who, uh, again, is an African-American man, uh, who I believe said that he served in the Army. And they were trying to, no, don't lay him on his back, turn him on his side. And, and there's video of this that the news media is not showing, right, because it might be exculpatory. And they withhold exculpatory 
information, videotape, data, when it comes to people that they're busy lynching because our news media is not in the journalism business anymore. They're in the left-wing politics business. <clears throat> and so they, uh, I just watched it, and they, uh, you know, there have been 27 people murdered, just murdered, murdered, not people trying to restrain them and accidentally uh, leading to their death. 27 people were in the last whatever number of months in New York City. And Al Sharpton didn't talk about one of them. And the news media didn't cover any of them. And none of them certainly made national news. But now they've got something they can racially polarize, the Democrat Party, the party of Jim Crow. So Daniel Penny and another man attempting to render uh, medical assistance. Mm-mm-mm. And by the way, there are other passengers on the train that thanked them and jumped in to offer help as to what they can do to keep the crazy man alive because it wasn't murder, it wasn't attempted murder, it was an accidental homicide because the Democrats put all these crazy people on the street. And I got it everywhere you go. I was out with a couple of friends in uh, D.C. uh, uh, five nights ago. Um, less than that, actually. It was. It may have been Sunday, and uh, it's all a blur. And uh, and we came outside of the place, a rooftop place, beautiful day on Sunday, and and first one completely insane screaming person in a foreign language, uh, you could tell he was cursing, but in a foreign language, uh, flailing his arms about with a nice family, uh, a man and woman in their thirties with uh, like three little kids, and and they were terrified by this screaming person flailing his arms about and storming and stomping on the street, and he's very severely mentally ill and, uh, and a danger to himself and to others. And that went uh, by like this. And as we stopped to comment on that, another, a second completely insane crazy person screaming at the top of his lungs, this one in English, uh, came storming by us. And this is all, you know, this is what the Democrat Party tells us we should just shut up and live with, right? And again, I played the audio of John F. Kennedy when he was president, 1963, saying we had 530,000 people in mental institutions when the population of the country was 180 million people. Now we have 330 million people, and we have, according to the Washington Post, maybe 40,000 people in mental institutions. Do you know where the rest of them are? I know the government did a bad job of running mental institutions, but... CBS News has the story about the Democrats and their anti-police thing last night. Molotov cocktail found at least 11 arrested in protests over Jordan Neely's death. Really, was it a peaceful protest? Uh, They arrested 11 people and found a Molotov cocktail at the peaceful protest? They call it a protest. That's what they call it. At least 11 protesters were arrested as they clashed with authorities, that is to say assaulted the police. In New York City on Monday night, they use euphemisms all over the place because it's not January 6th. During demonstrations, their demonstrations and their uh, protests clash with authorities over the killing of Jordan Neely, who was choked to death on the F train earlier this month. I, I love the fact that they keep citing the F train like anybody cares what the letter of the train was in New York City, like we all ride the F train. Crowds of protesters, just protesters, gathered outside the subway station, Manhattan Soho neighborhood, where Neely was killed on May 1st, May Day. CBS News reported, authorities stopped traffic 
in the surrounding area. No, the protesters stopped traffic. But they uh, see the authorities, they say, stopped traffic uh, because they were protecting the protesters. And then the protesters attacked the police and they're chanting vulgarities and beep uh, the racist police, um, uh, racist ass police. Authorities stopped traffic in the surrounding area and made several arrests, taking some protesters into custody who were bleeding from their heads. Probably self-inflicted, I'm thinking. Police estimated more than 150 people were involved in the demonstration. NYPD Chief of Department Jeffrey Madry acknowledged protesters' right to demonstrate. Really, we had to put that in the third paragraph of the CBS News piece? Over, quote, the senseless death, end quote, of Neely. But said at a news conference late Monday that people in the crowd had broken the law, no kidding, including by bringing weapons, multiple weapons, plural, and dangerous substances, uh, to the demonstration. Why was Hunter Biden there? Madry noted specifically authorities found a Molotov cocktail at the intersection where the intersection where the crowd had gathered for the protest. And here's a picture of the uh, of the uh, Molotov cocktail. And uh, that's a firebomb, and that means you were planning on firebombing something because that's why you bring a Molotov cocktail. That's why you make a Molotov cocktail in a glass bottle with the rag and uh, the flammable fluids. And then, you know, you whip out your big lighter and you hurl it and, and it blows up and then you, we're a third world country. And this is all not because the police were involved, but because citizens were involved. And again, uh, you look at the videotape and other passengers on the train were th- thanking Daniel Penny and the unnamed, as yet unnamed, African-American gentleman that was assisting in restraining the lunatic. I've talked to the DA's office. They must investigate and prosecute to the full extent of the law, or we're back to Bernard Getz, and if you want to be more recent, to uh, to uh, Eric Gardner. This is a fusion of both offenses. It's a fusion of both. It's a, it's a fusion of both offenses. He is a million-dollar journalist at NBC News, um, and I want him to go back to the purple velour uh, tracksuits. I really do. I, I had more respect for him during the purple velour tracksuits. All right. I know I'm talking a lot about this, but it's it's big stuff. It, uh, it honestly is. And then, of course, the White House keeping the New York Post out of their event at the White House complex yesterday um, because they're punishing media that doesn't um, toe the party line. And the New York Post doesn't toe the party line. Pretty amazing stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, let's go to number 17, cringe, cringe. Uh, This is uh, Cringe Jean-Pierre, a.k.a. Cringe. That is a portmanteau, a shortening of her actual name. Cringe yesterday uh, because the border is going so well, uh, we can hardly wait for uh, Title 42 to come to an end and uh, for the human tsunami to hit our southern border. What I can say is that this is an administration that has taken the challenges that we see at the border very seriously since day one. Yeah, they take it very seriously, and they had just as they have since day one. She told us last week that um, that uh, border crossings had gone down by more than 90% thanks to Joe Biden's excellent policies, which is a, an extraordinary lie of epic proportion. Uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%, and that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 
This morning on Newsmax TV, Wake Up America, former New York Representative Nan Hayworth. President Biden, in fact, has been working on the border since day one, but everything he's done has been wrong, which is why we find ourselves where we do. Yeah, that is, uh, that's it. Everything he's done. Uh, undid all of the Trump policies just out of hate for Trump and the United States of America. Uh, Nan Hayworth. It is every uh, town in America now becoming basically a border town, because if you see here in New York, Rockland County and Orange County uh, are scheduled to receive migrants now, and they have both declared states of emergency and said, right. we are not sanctuary counties, and we are being compelled to do this uh, illegally. Congresswoman Nan Hayworth on uh, Newsmax this morning. Uh, now, one of the things that uh, Mayor Eric Adams in New York City is doing is he's so offended by Texas sending busloads of illegal aliens to New York City because um, they should all stay in El Paso or something where they're lining the streets. It looks like that scene in Gone with the Wind and the, you know, at the hospital after the battle. Um, and uh, they're going to send them on buses. Mayor Eric Adams, Democrat. All the Democrats are going to put them on buses, the illegal aliens that have arrived in New York, and they're going to send them to suburban Orangetown, north of New York City, outside of the urban area in Rockland County. And here is Teresa Kenny, supervisor of Orangetown, New York, in Rockland County, where all the illegals are going to be sent by the Democrats. This is hypocritical. You know, the mayor doesn't like it happen to him, but he's, uh, and, and he's a sanctuary city. So in theory, he asked for it. Welcome to Orangetown. We are not. Welcome to Rockland County. We are not a sanctuary city or town. Um, and the Democrats are dumping them. You know what Teresa Kenny should do? Uh, grab the buses when they arrive and send them to Martha's Vineyard. Because that worked pretty well. They liked that one very much. Teresa Kenny, supervisor, Orangetown, New York. The hamlet of Orangetown is about three miles, Orangeburg, the hamlet, is about three uh, square miles and has like 4,600 residents. You're telling me that New York City can't handle these people, but little Orangeburg can uh, within our town. So it doesn't make any sense. There's no services up here for them. There's no mass transportation up here. It's a, it's a suburban community. Uh, and um, where's Joe Biden in this? Where is the national leadership on this? You know, where it is, they're going to do away with Title 42. We're going to have a tsunami. That's a human tsunami. That's another portmanteau. Um, and a uh, combination of two words. Another human tsunami that the Democrats are arranging. This is entirely on them, 100% on them, without question. In the last 72 hours, according to the Customs and Border Protection Chief Raul Ortiz, past 72 hours, this is as of yesterday, yesterday he said in the past 72 at the, uh, at the border, 26,382 apprehensions, 7,399 approximately gotaways, 164 pounds of marijuana. That, should, uh, that was on the way to Hunter Biden's house. 83 pounds of methamphetamine, 66 pounds of cocaine. 11 pounds of fentanyl, 11 pounds of fentanyl would kill tens of thousands of people, 5 pounds of heroin, $12,200 in cash seized, one firearm, three sex offenders, one wanted felon, one gang member, and a partridge in a pear tree. And that's in 72 hours. Raul Ortiz at our border. Uh, and that's about to explode. Last year, 107,000 Americans died of fatal drug overdoses. 
largely because of fentanyl, largely coming across our southern border. And what are the Democrats doing about it? They're sending 1,500 American military personnel down there to process, to do in-processing, to bring the illegals by the millions, literally, to the interior of the country. Extraordinary numbers. I'm beginning to think they're not on our side. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. The Daily Mail has the story, and the Washington Post does not. In Colorado... Four parents of two sixth-grade girls are suing their school district because the school put together um, a secret LGBTQ club and uh, told the kids to keep it a secret from their parents. The girls were told, quote, if they're not happy with their bodies, they are transgender. Wait, teenage girls not happy with their bodies? Nick and Linnea Jurish and uh, Jonathan and Aaron Lee are taking legal action. They sued members of the staff, their Poudre School District, um, because the school district put together a secret LGBTQ club and instructed the kids to keep it a secret from the parents. And in the club, they instructed them that as teenage girls, if they're not entirely happy with their bodies... That's probably because they're boys trapped inside of girls' bodies. But don't tell your parents. The activities of the Gay Straight Alliance, GSA, were not known to the parents, and those who headed the club's meetings actively encouraged students to keep talks about polyamory, puberty blockers, transgenderism, gender identity, sexuality, suicide, and name and pronoun changes, a secret from their parents. Now, these people should be in handcuffs. These, uh, this, is, this is child abuse extraordinaire, honestly. And this goes back to the, you know, just uh, don't be critical of someone just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. Teachers also invited substitute teacher Kimberly Chambers, who is the executive director of the Supporting Pride Learning and Social Happenings which uh, the acronym for which is SPLASH, SPLASH. Organization seeks to educate school-age children on the topics of sexuality and gender identity. They're coming for the children. Sixth-grade girls, if you're not happy with your body as a sixth-grade girl, it's because you're transgender. So they teach them in the secret LGBTQ club in junior high. Democrats. The 
Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 